Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am thrilled you were here with me today. We are on episode 86. I have no idea how that's even possible. Time is flying, and I keep saying it every week, uh, but it's true. So hello, 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 my friends. Um, as I finished episode 85 with Meredith Bell, who I absolutely loved, if you haven't listened to that episode please go back and do so. We discussed performance reviews and how to give and receive feedback. And I just adore Meredith. She was so great to interview. And we had such great energy and connection. And after the episode, after we got done interviewing, we, we said to each other, we have to find some way to collaborate because it was just so much fun. We had such a great time together. And I know performance reviews can bring a lot of angst to people. We are definitely at that time of year where maybe you're not giving them yet, but you are in the process of maybe starting to give directions around performance reviews and you're getting ready to prepare your own. And like I said, I know this can bring up a lot of angst in people especially if you're a leader with a highly engaged team, which seems kind of counterintuitive. But when you have a highly engaged team, you usually have great working relationships with people. And sometimes those can be the hardest performance reviews to do because you have a great relationship with people and you want to keep that engagement and that relationship going. But maybe you have to be the person that delivers some hard news So pop on over to episode 85 with Meredith Bell if you haven't listened and give it a listen. And I'll tell you how this episode came about. Well, this episode came about because one of the questions that I was always asked during my review with my leadership was, what do you want to do next in your career? And there were so many years, many years I actually despised, I hated that question because for so many years in my career, I really wanted to move up in the organization, but I chose to stay put because the next level in the organization meant that I would have to travel about 95% of the time. And I had two young daughters at home and I just didn't want to do that. It wasn't in alignment with my values. And we talk a lot in the podcast around values and how important it is to be in alignment with your values. And, you know, traveling and being on the road absolutely was not in alignment with my values. So I hated that question because I didn't like the answer. And if I would have listened to this podcast, I would have not minded the question because I would have felt empowered with the answer. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode because in this episode, what we are going to be doing is tackling the question, what do you want? So we're going to zoom out and we're going to take a look at that question from a much broader perspective. So when I say zoom out, meaning we're not going to just look at it in the work context, but we are going to look at it from a holistic perspective your whole life context. That's why the podcast is called Lead Your Life because it's not just about leadership at work. It's around how are you leading in every aspect of your life. So I will share my story 
a little further on in the podcast about how asking this question and truly acting on the answer absolutely changed my life 100%. So stay tuned and you'll get to hear my story and learn a little bit more about me. And you'll just understand why this question is so important. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Whenever I begin with a new client, or even when I have a consult with a new potential client, or like I said, someone has started coaching with me and we're in our first discovery session, I always ask the same question. What do you want? And it surprised me at first, but now I've come to expect the common answer to that question is that people pause And they really don't know how to answer that question. And especially women have a hard time answering that question when I ask, what do you want? And I also notice it in the group coaching program that Lori Tab and I have called the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab. Women have a hard time answering that question. And where the conversation typically goes is they're really clear about what they don't want. They're like, you know, I don't really know what I want, but I know I want something different. I'm not exactly sure what it is. That's why I would love to have you help me find out what it is. But I can tell you all the things I don't want. I I don't want a boss who micromanages me. I don't want to feel stuck in my career. Maybe I don't want to go back to the office after COVID. I really like a hybrid working environment, or I really like working at home, and I, I don't want to go back to the office. Or with regard to work, I don't want to, I, I don't want to travel anymore. Um, that was my story. I really didn't want to travel anymore. From a, a life or a relationship perspective, it could be, you know, I don't want to be in a relationship with a narcissist, or I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who I don't view as a true partner or someone I can't trust. They'll often say, I don't want to live with regrets. And that's why I'm coming to you because I feel like I've gotten to a point in my career where I need to make a shift. I don't know what it is, but I know if I keep going down this path, I am going to end up living a life with regret. I also feel really overwhelmed. I've said yes to you know, being the PTA president, I've said yes to being on the board, I've said yes to the volunteer organizations at my church, I've said yes to a lot of different things and extra projects at work, and I know I also can't keep going down that path either because I'm burned out, I'm exhausted, and something has to give. But they all have a hard time answering the question, what do you want? 
And so here's what I find. I find it takes strength, it takes courage, and it takes a lot of self-awareness to answer that question. And the truth is, it is one of the most important things we can know and answer for ourselves. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know my husband is a therapist, and he happens to be one of the best in L.A., And he and I had a long talk about preparing for this podcast, and I asked him why he thinks it's so hard, especially for women, to know what they want. And I think what he shared was really interesting in the conversation that we had. So today I'm going to be talking about the five reasons why it's so difficult to answer the question, what do you want? So the first reason is what my husband and I talked about which is as little girls, the way we're socialized and the way we grow up is, at least in my generation (laughs) and his generation as well, that parents really didn't ask us. We were told what to do. We were told when to do it. And definitely not why, unless the why was, I told you so. (laughs) So, you know, we were basically brought up to be very accommodating and compliant. And then we went to school, and this was totally reinforced. Basically, our family values carried out at school. And then after that, back, especially back in the early 90s when I entered the workforce, the corporate workforce, we entered into a very male-dominated workplace. And what we quickly learned is we listened, we obeyed, we were compliant, and we learned that oftentimes our wants or our needs were not acknowledged. And if they were, and if we, you know, spoke up too loudly about it, and even now this happens, which is just ridiculous. You know, we were called the ball buster. We were called the bitch. We were called too much. She's too loud. She's aggressive. And so what happened is we found the easiest path of least resistance was to be easygoing and compliant. So we worked within the structure, within the patriarchal structure, to essentially get what we wanted and what we needed. And we often went with the flow and kept our needs um, and our family's needs, for that matter, on the back burner. I remember starting in the organization, and I was told and advised by my boss, several bosses, you know, work is work. Don't talk about your family. If you're going to get pregnant... If you're going to have kids, don't announce it. And if you do have kids, don't talk about your family. Thank goodness times have changed. Oh, my Lord. I look back at some of those times and I can't believe what an archaic world it was. It's just ridiculous. And so it's no wonder it's so hard for us to articulate the answer to what do you want? Because many of us, We've never really been asked that question before, let alone asked it in a safe space where someone was truly there to support us in helping us achieve that, no matter what the answer was. And I will tell you, that's the beauty of coaching. The beauty of coaching is that you have a coach, you have a support partner, you have an accountability partner to not only listen to your answer, but to really coach the authentic answer out of you. And then once you have the answer, 
help you achieve and be accountable to making the decision that you make on what that answer brings to you. So I know that the generations are getting better and better and more aware as time goes on. But I do offer a recommendation here for parents. um, And this was what my husband and I talked about, especially for those parents of girls. Be really conscious about asking your girls what they want. And so just because I have teenage girls, I'm going to use a teenager example. But, you know, maybe they're in the early years of high school and they want a boyfriend. Uh, An interesting question is ask them why that's important to them. And then make sure you listen to the answer and explore with them. Ask them, you know, why that's important. They might say, well, you know, everyone, all my friends in my friend group have boyfriends and I want a boyfriend too. Okay, well, why is it important that you have a, a boyfriend when all of your friends have a boyfriend? You know, tell me what that makes you feel. And then ask them how they would feel if they got what they wanted. And then explore with them if there is something that they are seeking from someone else that they can actually get for themselves. So, you know, for instance, maybe they want a boyfriend because having a boyfriend means that you're cool and that you're going to be accepted in the friend in the friend group. And the really important thing here is to acknowledge what they want. This is the main lesson here for parents. Now, you may know that it's out of peer pressure. You may know that it's just because they want to look cool. But acknowledge that you understand why they want that. You know, honey, I really do understand why you want that. I understand why that would be important to you. They may also tell you that they want a brand new car for their 16th birthday. Um, And instead of getting into a power struggle with them about why that's never going to happen, explore why they want that. Maybe, again, maybe they'll talk about peer pressure at school or or peer pressure on social media, which is a great conversation for you to be having as a parent. And then again, asking them that why question. And you're now digging below the surface and helping them understand, first of all, why what they want is important, but really, really acknowledging that what they want is the most important part. And I want to remind you, acknowledgement does not mean acceptance. Just because you can acknowledge that your daughter, you know, wants a boyfriend or a brand new car or I don't know, something crazy. Just because you acknowledge it doesn't mean that you accept it. You can acknowledge it and understand and acknowledge why they want what they want, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. But you can talk about why that's not possible. But so many parents, and this is coming again from my husband, you know, what so many parents do, especially with teenagers, is, you know, you don't need that. That's ridiculous. You know, you're, you don't need a boyfriend right now. You're too young for a boyfriend. But they're not exploring the reasons why that's important. And so therefore, mostly girls tend to start to shut down about asking for what they want. And then they just don't talk about it anymore. So just something there for parents, you know, hopefully a nugget that will help you ask some powerful questions with your teenagers and your kids for that matter. You know, when they're little and they're in the store throwing a temper tantrum, you know, sometimes it's not realistic to ask those questions. But, you know, after they calm down, it is sometimes important for you to say, 
you know, I really understand that was important to you. I really, I really acknowledge you wanted that new toy. I'm sorry we couldn't get it for you today. We need to wait for your birthday. And sometimes just the acknowledgement can mean so much. And it can also mean a lot to people we work with. If you're a leader and you're acknowledging that someone wants a promotion, just acknowledging that can oftentimes kind of ease the tension when there aren't promotions to be had because we've had to lay off people because of COVID, whatnot. So just acknowledging, you know, I really understand this is important to you. And what it does is it keeps that line of communication open for people to continue to share what they want. So that's the first reason. The first reason is really that we just haven't had practice and that we haven't been socialized to practice even in our adult lives. So practice, practice, practice. The second reason I believe women struggle with answering the question, what do I want, is because they fear the answer to the question. I'm going to say that again. They fear the answer to the question. So when I really dig deeper with clients on this question, I will ask it in a few different ways. So when they say, I'm not sure what I want, Um, that's why I'm here. That's why I came to you. That's why I need coaching. I'll say something like, what if you did know? What would that mean? And a lot of times they say, you know, I feel like it would be too audacious. I feel like I would be too much. But sometimes they can't even answer those questions. And so I'll say, you know, in a perfect world, if money, education, training, age, if none of it mattered, would you know then? And that's typically when they'll start this creative flow of ideas of, yeah, if I could do anything, I would be a National Geographic photographer and I would travel the world. Or I would, you know, be, I would go from being a corporate VP and I would become a chef, which is what Katie Chin, who we are going to be having at our retreat this weekend, uh, actually did. She pursued a career in film and television marketing, but eventually left her executive position to return to her culinary roots. And she is now an award-winning chef. And she has a new cookbook out. And she's going to be doing a really fun cooking demonstration at our retreat. But the reason why I share her story is, you know, she had to ask the question, what do I really want? And like I said, sometimes people have the fear of the answer to that question. So after I end up asking a few probing questions and finally get this free flow of ideas coming out from my clients, they typically end that with, but I have no idea how that's even going to work, or that's crazy, or that's too much, or it's too big, or too wild, or I don't know if I can do that. And so the fear is, that their ideas are too big, too wild. And what's underneath that is that they're not worthy. And I'll come to that in the next section. But the other fear that can come up when answering this question is the realization of how far off the path they are from what they really want. And the reality is we can spend a lot of time lying to ourselves and justifying the lives that we've built. And those lives are really different than the lives we want. And acknowledging this can be really scary. 
So I invite you to think about the question, what do you want? In a perfect world, what is it that you really want? If you remove all the fear, all the self-doubt, all the rumination, the confusion, all the what-ifs, all the criticism, the judgment from others, if you remove all of that and you just think about the possibilities, what comes up for you? And I invite you to pause the podcast, get out a journal, take some time, think about this question and write it down. And what you may find is that answers start flowing out of you. They might be scary. Some fear might be bubbling up in you. And what I invite you is to allow in the courage. Have the courage to let the answer come to you. Allow yourself to be surprised and wowed, excited. When I get to this point in a client session where... I've kind of given them permission to put their fears aside and just start brainstorming. People get really excited. There's a visible shift in their energy when they answer this question and they start letting their creativity flow. And I feel so honored as a coach because oftentimes they tell me the most amazing, beautiful, awesome things. And I get to be witness to watching their dreams come alive. So I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that this question, what do you want? Absolutely, without a doubt, has changed my life. And so I want to share a little bit about my personal story. You know, I spent many, many years in therapy working on my marriage. And I would often go into my therapist's office from time to time. And I would say to him, tell me what to do please tell me what to do. Should I stay or should I go? And it was basically my fearful way of hoping that he would tell me what I wanted. Because the reality was, I was too afraid to answer the question for myself. Now, thank God he's, he was amazing. And he never told me what to do. And I am so, so grateful. And it took me a lot of years But I finally was able to answer that question for myself. And when I thought about what I wanted, I wanted to be wildly, romantically in love. And I wanted a true partner, someone I could count on. Someone I could be a co-parent with and that I could trust to pick up the slack when I had an off day. And when I was brave enough to answer that question for myself... I asked for a divorce. And yes, I am encouraging you to get to a place where what you want brings up a little bit of fear. And it probably also brings up a lot of excitement. And answering that question might have you saying, oh my God, that could actually happen. I could actually create this. Or if answering that question scares the heck out of you because taking action on it maybe ends up in a divorce, maybe ends up in you leaving your company. You know, what I know is that your wants and your desires bring up fear. They bring up fear of failure. They bring up fear of not getting what you want. They bring up fear of criticism of what other people will think. And they also bring up the fear that you may have to change in order to get what you want. But this is all part of the process. 
And this process also leads me to the third reason why people have a hard time with this question. Just because this is number three, just because you finally know what you want doesn't mean you have to take action. So once I figured the question out for myself about my marriage, you know, I figured it out several years before I actually asked for a divorce. And I bring this up because I didn't take action right away. And the reason was, is I decided the kids were too young. And so I didn't act on it right away. And it was the same reason I didn't act on it when my boss asked me the question about what do you want next in your career? Of course, I knew what I wanted. I wanted to run the whole damn company. I wanted to be CEO, but I didn't act on it. And so again, once you know what you want, you don't have to act on it. But as women, especially women who are goal-oriented and women who are very powerful and really good at achieving things, once they feel like they have the answer to that question, they feel like they have to do something about it. But I want to assure you, there is so much power in the knowing. And it empowers you because it gets you out of being in the victim role. You can stop complaining about I'm not, I'm not happy in this marriage or I'm not getting promoted. You're empowered because you're the designer of your destiny. You get to decide what happens when you answer the question. You're either going to make a decision, you're going to take an action, or you're not, but it's your choice. And what I also invite you to do is I also invite you to have a good coach or a therapist alongside of you in this situation to make sure that you're making an objective decision And that you're not holding back or letting fear get in the way, whether consciously or subconsciously. And one of the reasons why you may consciously choose not to act on your decision of what you want is you might say, I have too much fear right now. I don't want to pursue that right now. But the greatest thing is, is that's a conscious choice. You can say, I'm too afraid to ask for a divorce right now. I'm not ready. Or I'm too afraid to get married. Or I'm too afraid to start my own business. I'm too afraid to start that new hobby. I'm too afraid to start my health journey, whatever it might be. I'm too afraid to learn that new thing that I've been wanting to learn. And that's okay. Again, you've made the decision and it's in your hands. So the fourth reason why people have a hard time answering the question, what do you want, has to do with self-worth. As I mentioned earlier, um, I've had so many clients answer this question and then follow up with, but that's crazy. I could never do that. Who am I? Who am I? I'm not even sure I'm capable of doing that. You know, that's where we end up doing the work. I end up doing the work with my clients on the inner saboteur, the inner critic. We do a lot of work there. You know, the absence of success is not failure, it's complacency. And I've seen so many people get comfortable. They stay in the comfort zone because they are afraid of following their innermost desires. And I want to say to all my coaching clients, I know many of you listen to the show, I give you so much credit because you're willing to dig deep and you're willing to answer the tough questions. 
Now, whether you decide to take action now or later is not the point. The point is, is you're willing to go there. And the nice thing about my clients is they have the support to deal with the possibilities as well as the consequences of those choices. So oftentimes women are people pleasers. And by choosing something for ourselves, we think that it means that we're denying something for someone else. If we choose to go back to school to get our master's degree or to get a PhD, it's going to take time away from the kids. So it's easier just to not make that choice. But through coaching or therapy, you know, I always make sure that my clients are answering the question from a place of objective awareness. I absolutely acknowledge that this can be scary work. And it's also the kind of work that brings the deepest fulfillment and deepest happiness. I heard someone say that our desires are our map to our destiny. And when we really lean in and we ask the question, what do we want? We're leaning into finding out what our desires are and we're giving them a voice. We're finding our calling and we're leaning into moving forward in our lives. When it comes to worthiness, though, it's it can be a dual-edged sword and it's really important for us to understand why we want what we want, to make sure that it's not, you know, a false desire or a desire for something more that we're really not aware of. You know, it can't be about proving our worthiness. It has to be from a place of true abundance and true self-worth. And so, you know, many times I'm coaching women who have everything. They literally have everything that they thought they wanted. They've climbed the corporate ladder. They have the title. They have all the money. They have the car. They have the nice neighborhood. Their kids are in the schools that they want them to be in. They're, you know, they're traveling and going to great vacation spots. They have the world at their fingertips and they still aren't happy or fulfilled. And in this case, it's really for a couple of different reasons. It's because they didn't stop to ask the question, is this really what I want? They ended up on a career path from probably the time they were in their early 20s. They got promoted, got promoted, didn't think about it, got promoted again, maybe zigzagged a little bit, but got probably in, into some industry. And then it became really hard to zigzag to a different industry or to a different position or they just didn't stop to ask, is this really what I want? Maybe they were following parental expectations or societal expectations, but they kept checking off the degrees and the promotions and the marriage and the kids because that was the expectation. And oftentimes we do have family expectations. We have societal expectations. Or we think that by putting all of these things in our tool belt, that we'll feel some deeper sense of worth. But in the reality is maybe the real reason we had the need to get promoted was for validation. And so it's really important to understand not only what you want, but why you want it and to ask yourself those questions. So I invite you again to grab your journal and not only, you know, by now you've asked why, what you want, but ask why you want it and what's underneath that and what's underneath that. You know, I believe that 
and I'm speaking from my own experience, I, but I believe that we always want to be learning and growing and doing something bigger and better for ourselves. I believe, and I know for me, it's it what keeps it's what keeps me alive and vibrant and excited and really engaged in life. But the one thing that I haven't probably done enough, and I always urge my clients to do, and it's something I'm working on, is really need to celebrate and have gratitude for what we do have. Because so many times we get what we want, we just check the box and we're on to the next thing. And then we wonder why we're burned out and not fulfilled. So I want everyone to approach the question, what do I want from a really healthy mindset? So the last thing, number five, is we need to be patient, graceful, and honest with ourselves. We need to understand that in different seasons of our lives, we probably want different things. Maybe what you wanted in your 20s, I'm assuming is different than what you wanted in your 30s and 40s, 50s and 60s. So the second component of this is we need to be honest with ourselves and telling ourselves the absolute truth about what we want. Maybe the truth is, I don't want to be married. Maybe the truth is, I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to have children. Maybe the truth is, I don't want to be in this job. Maybe the truth is, I'm really tired and I don't want to volunteer and I don't want to you know, put any more work into community projects, but I feel like I should. So I invite you, how are you going to tell yourself the truth about what you want, even if you don't like the answer, even if you wish that the truth was something different, and lean into the fear that that may bring up for you. You know, we're biologically wired to keep ourselves safe. And Fear is our way of keeping ourselves safe. And what I offer up to you is to think about what you want from a place of choice and a place of decision and a place of empowerment. And then the last step is once you are truthful with yourself, how do you get into action? How do you follow what you want? How do you make that happen? So I mentioned the retreat that. Lori and I are doing. It's called Connext 2021. And that's the entire premise of this retreat is to figure out where you are, what you want, and what's next. It's to help women design their post-pandemic life. And it's something that Lori and I have become experts in, in helping women really uncover and peel back the onion layer and decide what people want for themselves. And one of the things that we know to be true is you can read all the self-help books, you can listen to this podcast, you can do the journaling, but one of the absolute best things that you can do is to answer these questions in community. So community could be you and a coach, so one-to-one community, but it can also be a group of women or any type of group if you're if if you're a guy listening you know getting that support and having someone help you through the fear helping you through the truth and helping you understand you know when you answer the question what's real and maybe what is fear showing up what is that inner saboteur telling you and how do you kind of peel back to really understand what the truth is so If that sounds like something you're interested in, 
we offer a 12-week group coaching program for women called the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab. And we are starting our next cohort in January. And it's a group coaching program for women. There's about 12 to 15 women in the group. And that's exactly what we work on. We help people understand what they want. And then from the understanding, get the clarity and confidence they need to build an action plan to really go after it. So I also do this in my one-on-one coaching process as well. So if this is something that you are interested in, and that is really important to you, because it is really the most important question you can be asking and answering for yourself, then I really invite you to reach out and have a conversation with me. You can email me at natalie at corecreationcoaching.com. And my information's in the show notes. And I would be happy to have a conversation with you to talk about this. So I hope this episode has helped you start to unveil and start to help you answer the question, what do you want? Let's not have this be a difficult question anymore. I really encourage you to ask the question and let the answers reveal themselves and the possibilities that come with those answers. So thank you for spending time with me today. I look forward to being with you again next week. And don't forget, lead your life so you can love your life. Take care for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now. Oh, 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 oh,